0: We begin with the dedication of offerings, which is one of the chants you may have picked up by the door. <coughs>
1: to the blessed Noel, and perfectly enlightened one. All which to the blessed noble.
0: Um, um. Morning, uh, morning puja. It's about supporting the the heart. So talking about value structure or structure in the heart. Seems a strange bony kind of concept. <laughs> Really means there's things we hold dearly there's things we hold as of, of powerful value things we hold as paramount and they need to be remembered often because the heart is flooded with uh, many details with confusions with loyalties with lots of uh, things that affect us so the having a value structure helps to Give it some order, some sense of what's what's paramount, and how do how do we relate to our speech? How do we relate to how we act, what we think about, how we think, how we what impulses we bring up, what perceptions and impressions we cherish, what ones we examine, and purify, and so forth. So, value is the thing that supports us. Without values, then we are Very much set adrift in the currents of whatever arises,
1: Mm.
0: which isn't always helpful. And uh, so, certainly the Buddha, we're here for awakening. Buddha means the awake. We value awakening. And of course we can put, what does that mean, awakening? One so the aspects of the of the Buddha help us to remember the least aspects or paths to awakening and one of them is Vijacharana Sampano, which means roughly speaking when it's very clear and knowledgeable and aware, fully aware in terms of conduct, behaviour. You know, so we really know the ethical uh energies that are arising because this is the source of karma cause and effect of uh, the impulses and attitudes that will uh, lead to our confusion or clarity to skillful and unskillful actions and responses towards ourselves and towards others towards how we you know, what we plan in the future even to how we reconstruct the past it's all got an ethical uh, basis in it and it's the source of karma which means action. It doesn't mean predestination. It means right now we are continually acting mentally. Yeah. That's the nub of it. The nub of karma is the mental activity which means the kind of attitudes and intentions we bring into the present moment. And those have potent effects on how we shape up our world, how we see things and that naturally affects what we're going to say, think about, and do. So we bear in mind the Buddha lived uh, strongly recommended ethical guidelines in uh, obvious outlines of non-abuse, uh, honesty, clarity, restraint, and so forth, and even down to much more refined ethical qualities, you might say, such as uh, gentleness, uh, Modesty, uh, you know, things about really training ourselves in terms of our impulse, patience, restraint. These, you could say, have an ethical uh, flavoring to them, in that they moderate our intentions, they moderate our directives, they moderate our strategies. And so it's a sense of being responsible for moderating, attending to. One's attitudes, one's intentions you know, is one of the keys to the Buddha's path to awakening, what he recommended and taught and lived. Mm-hmm. So when we begin the day, it's like uh, reminding ourselves, the most important thing to start with is this value. We're not whether we're, I think, too esoteric. Emptiness, samadhi, uh, realizations—they will come as they will. What we can determine, what we can get a hold of right now, is attitudes and intentions in the present moment. So this, is a good reflection, sets up the day. And then we're coming into the bodily presence what is the bodily, basic bodily structure not just as a physical appearance but as a felt sense an energetic felt sense of feeling upright feeling whole so it's all there it's not bits of it falling off twisted shut down or over energised bringing the body into balance and we do this through the simple Time honored process of sitting, drawing the spine upright as if you are, imagine if you're hanging upside down, that sense of the spine lifting, finding itself, finding its axis. The completeness of the spine from the base to the lumbar region crucial area being the lumbar region, this is where the the strength of the spring in the lower back which you can see is a slight curve but you can feel a a gathering of strength in that area and that acts as the support for the rest of the body so if you can use this uh this flexible spinal structure to support the body rather like having a a spring then you don't need to use the uh, muscles in the chest to hold yourself up pulling up through your shoulders you can relax your shoulders you want your shoulders to drop down your back as if you are shrugging off a, a coat or a gown letting the chest open up so this really Hinges around having that support in the lower back, which comes up, and right behind the solar plexus, you can feel that if there's that rising of strength there, the solar plexus can open up, and the ab- abdominal cavity opens up, and the chest then ribs rest upon the back rather than on the belly. So, if your chest is kind of leaning on, the, on your on your diaphragm and your, your abdomen, then it can't be, you can't really get the full benefit of the breath because the the abdominal cavity is compressed, so you've got to get that abdominal cavity to be open, so the breath energy can move freely and find its fullness to nourish and replenish.
1: Yeah.
0: So it's rather as if the the rib cage is resting on on the spine. The spine transfers the weight of the body down into the ground through this spring in the lower back. And moving up the spine, spinal axis, as if the region between the shoulder blades is inclining towards the heart. So it's not exactly, often we overdo it, we try to push too hard or force it, but it's almost like an inclination. Because the tendency is for the body to hunch, as we hunch over our desks, our steering wheels, and whatever. So it's this gentle inclination in the spine towards the heart keeps the chest open letting the arms come away from the sides of the body just a a touch so any unconscious uh, defensive um, body language or body bodily energy can be released we get the sense of open chest which gives the open heart if it's the shoulders are folded if you're hunched there's always this uh, kind of inversion you know as if something you're huddling inwardly gesture of the open chest and the open heart is of openness fearlessness clarity so practice that structure and then you've got to back it up with uh You might say emotional inclinations, may I be free, recognizing what's around me is free from obstruction, free from intrusion, nothing unpleasant, we're in a Mm -hmm. meditation retreat, uh, silent, gentle, kindly, so we can unravel some of the psychological defense and this Certainly helps with the meaning with the body. The value. May I be awake, may I be free, may I be well towards others as to myself. Free from guilt, negativity, anxiety, hostility and free from hostility from other people. It's opening, opening the heart, opening the chest. As best as it will do, as much as it will do. You can't force these things, but you give it the suggestions. And let it, that effect play its have its have its play the strength of the spinal energy the spinal structure gives one a, a feeling of confidence that allows the openness to occur we feel strong we feel safe we feel grounded Re- recollecting that the neck is is the spine; it's not separate. It's, it's a continuation of the spine. So, so the, he- the neck should not be um, separated or let drift forward, hang forward, bring it in line with the spine, and uh, just. So if you can imagine an energy form an energy quality rising through the spine up the neck into the occiput the back of the skull where the, head, the skull sits on the neck let's so even imagine a kind of lifting quality occurring by itself rather like a fountain which the Skull sits rather as a ball does on top of a fountain of water. Along with when we establish that, or at least give that suggestion, being able to relax the neck muscles along the side of the neck, the jaw and the throat. Starting with the sides of the neck. The relaxation occurs through connection. So we feel from the the skull itself sweeping down the sides of the neck as if you're stroking something down into your shoulders, across the collar, Down the arms, just gently sending awareness energy down the neck, sides of the neck, down into the shoulders, and then down through the body or the arms. Repeatedly. So it's this relaxing certain muscles allows the subtle energy form of the body to arise more vigorously with greater potential than these um, unconscious stress stressed muscles that we're not deliberately doing but they get locked that way in the head, the shoulders, the neck, the face the belly they act as buffers for stress and for the shocking and general buffeting of daily life. We meditate, it's time to switch them off, to gently release them so that the proper energy can arise. This, these uh, When these muscles are tense, you can't get the, the energy of the body, can't properly um, flow and become whole. These muscular tension tends to break us up into bits and pieces. So it's a takes time, but it's a subtle thing of both contemplating and facilitating the arising of energy and releasing that which inhibits it. So that our body structure, instead of being held by stress by various kinds of tension that we've got so used to it doesn't even feel like it anymore because we're not doing it it's just established and that's holding your body which makes the whole process of meditating rather uncomfortable it's beginning to soften and release that structure to establish an energetic structure which is smooth not willful Open, not defended, nourishing. And when you rest in that, as you sit in that, you begin to feel calm, awake, happy. Sweeping around the throat, as so if you are unbuttoning a collar or a scarf, undoing a scarf. So, you, even the larynx itself, the voice box, and if you're sighing rather than speaking, so it can be very open there. Of course, this is a very vulnerable area, the throat. So as if we are perhaps even you know, wrapping something very benevolent around our throats, spacious but benevolent, contemplating the general energetic and muscular sense of the head uh, strong places will be the jaw uh, the occiput the back of the head or that uh, area underneath the skull you go right like if you your skull and your neck where you get these strong neck muscles and then all the facial muscles which deal with expression and carry and mirror our emotions and our intentions. So this is a very crucial area. Uh, it's often associated with a slightly furrowed or tense forehead because our intentions are to get things done or to get things going or to figure something out. It's quite tight and pushy. Um, around the eyes, the eyes are generally slightly tensed up to focus, to hold things they're they're fidgety so there's muscular tension around the eyes muscular activity around the eyes and of course the mouth we purse our lips smile uh, grimace, speak so you realise when we meditate we don't really need any of this actually and uh You feel the energetic and nervous energies in the head. There's maybe a lot moving around there. Wouldn't it be pleasant if that could just be smooth, calm, restful? So taking time to contemplate and spread awareness through the subtle musculature of the face and head. And as the muscular and energetic tension, the extent to which we can release that, soften it, then your breath energy becomes more paramount, strong, confident, flowing. So you don't have to suck it in and, you know, hold it. It just comes to you. Maybe first a a full out breath with all the, whatever emotional tones that carries. Then a complete effortless in-breath with what that carries. Letting yourself be filled as big as you want to be, as it needs to be. Letting it empty as completely as it needs to. And then awakening to the, to that. if you find yourself struggling remember the theme really is uh, finding balance and energy you can't uh, push it Uh, if you do you get conflict and struggle you have to let it arise it may be that as you undo tension or you stop your activities you do feel sleepy, dull, unfocused so you want to have a very simple reference uh, that you can rest on Uh, so using the spinal axis groundedness just trying to keep bringing yourself into alignment with the spinal axis letting other things rest letting the mind be fuzzy if that's the way it is sleepy if that's the way it is unkempt if that's the way it is just let it hang there on this uh, upright axis so the energy having rested begins to arise again so often it's it's the case that we do need to have like almost a a subtle and conscious collapse (laughs) something like that you just let the structures go but you maintain an inner core and let everything rest on that, make that sense of the core presence, both the something that you can embody in your spine, your belly bodily structure and also an attitude value acceptance non-conflict So if you'd like to now come into the standing position, we can do some Qigong together. You have enough space. You yeah, have this much space. Can you give yourself this much space. Mm-hmm. I need a microphone to get my voice in the back. <coughs> Crinkle your toes. Rotate the ankles. You can stand in coming up onto the balls of the feet. So, when you do that, you can feel the Stretching in the soles of the feet. Come back onto the heels and lift your, pull your toes up. And you feel the stretch of the soles of the feet. Pulling the toes up. And then coming from one leg to the other, bending the knee. So as you lift one leg, you bend the knee of the other leg. So it's rather like dropping, but essentially it's bringing all the leg muscles into play. One leg, then the other leg, waking up the body and the body's intelligence, balance, and how the body coordinates. So, so as you just do something as simple as that standing on one leg and bending the knee do so letting your shoulders drop so you're really just letting that leg carry you and relaxing the upper body shoulders, the face so you're sinking feeling how that, that the balance can support you rather than tension. Finally flick. So if you're trying to shake your foot off or a wet sock off the end of your foot One leg another. Basic qigong stance is the legs coming straight down from the hips rather than straddled. Feet, as you look down, the inner inner edges of the feet, the inner are, t- are parallel. So your foot feet are like that rather than like that. You look down at your feet, and it's coming straight down your body, softening the knees, so you've got some spring there. You notice the difference. So, for example, if you straighten your legs and lock your knees, you try to move your body, you know, you can feel it. Very different than when you bend your knees and move your body. There's a lot more flex and flow because the body is acting as a whole unit. So, turning the pelvis. You turn to the right, lift your right leg off the ground, bend your left knee. Turn to the left, lift your left leg off the ground, bend your right knee and let your arms trail around. You just loosen loosening up. No. Slow it down, come back to the standing. As you move from one movement to another, try to not switch off, but just let things flow from one movement to the next so it isn't stopping and going to that kind of rigidity again, but slowing down keeping the flex as if nothing really stops. It just flows from one movement into stillness and then rises from stillness again. And then uh, let's uh, do something for the, the shoulders. This area. So for this you've got to recognise that your arm begins with your shoulder rather than with the bicep. So let's move your arm from your shoulder letting the arm itself be very loose. See so if you can through the shoulder blade like flicking a rope, your arm is this loose rope, yeah, one and the other, and you can flick it just about any way you like, the only thing is to, make, to keep all the arm muscles and the fingers completely relaxed and operate through the shoulder. So what feels good? What feels good? Uh, So obviously your shoulder is connected to the collar, which is connected to the neck. So when you do this, you help to create some releases for all of this uh, stressed area here. Throwing your arms up, using the, the abdominal muscles, using the, the belly to just throw your arms up and let them fall down. Something a little more um, smooth and steady, similar nature. So remember the all the power and the energy is in this uh, abdominal area, and this is upper body relaxed, soft, receptive, connected to the ground. Knees flexed, feet spread over the ground, dropping the tail. And setting up the intention for the arms to to rise up, as if you have strings on the backs of your wrists, and some some external force, a couple of little birds maybe, pulling those strings up. But there's nothing happening in your in your shoulders. See so if we can just get that sense. The backs of the wrists, the arms, still very limp, like a puppet, string puppet is the image you seeing how far they'll go as if you can in fact dangle you know lengthening the spine a little bit of traction there (coughs) you can hang from the ceiling and all the way out and all the way down keeping the strings there so we don't drop the arms circle, circular mode remains smooth and feeling the lift through the wrists opening the belly opening the front of the body and wide circle get a sense of connecting that to the breathing so as we Lift and open, naturally the in-breath comes in, and circling down, slowly the breath is emptied, to the grounded, and then rising from the ground, groundedness, opening up, a little bit of imaginative suggestion may help so imagine as the hands come down they're rather like sponges big soft sponges absorbing water a sense of softness and you know, almost kind of a soft heaviness to them and as you're breathing in the in-breath pulling up feeling the water draining out of those sponges draining down through the arms so it's a refreshing and relaxing shifting of energy So if you get the bodily movement, it may be that as it gets more comfortable with that your breath pattern you will follow it. Sometimes it's a, can be a very long out breath. Long slow in breath through the nose. If you helps to regulate the breathing a little bit, so rather than gulping it all in and puffing it out, it's a thread of breath being passed out and a thread of breath slowly drawn in. Slow it. Let it slow down so you come to a sense of stasis. Your arms slightly away from your body. There's a slight curvature in your arms because they're not stiff. Hands are slightly curved because they're not stiff. Do a couple of um, more stretching opening movements. First one, bring your hands above your head. So if you're hanging upside down with the palms facing each other, see how the arms come out of the sockets, so you're hanging from the stars. The hands, palms of hands facing each other. At the same time, soft, keeping the knees soft so the body is, spine is just slightly stretched. Stretched is the wrong word, but long. Okay. And imagine we have a ball between the palms of the hands which is full of water. It starts to tip. Tips over to the left. As it tips over to the left, your left heel comes up. And then slosh as it tips over to the left. You're breathing out. Making sure that you don't, don't turn your body. So keep your hips facing front, your chest facing <coughs> front. And just let it go over as far as it will. To the left side, feeling the stretch. In the right side, opening up the right side. These intercostals, the side of the body out breath breathing in, feeling it lift coming back to centre left heel drops onto the ground then feeling it turn to the right right heel coming off the ground keeping the body facing front feeling the stretch in the left side of the body Hanging on that. Coming up to the top, dropping the heel. And moving over. Now as you recognize the upper body is wrapped in these muscles, strapping muscles around the body. And then they tend to become Braces particular uh, kind of compressing. So this area, the sides of the body is a place that you don't often recognize has a compression in it. And here we just encourage it to be acknowledged feeling it, seeing if it will respond to the movement and the breathing. Let the stretch run all the way down into the hip and the sacrum. your arms come down floating down and just letting them rest so you don't exactly pull your arms down you just let them float down and see where they want to hang and check your standing position again So, legs coming straight down, your feet parallel, slight flexing the knees and dropping dropping the tail, as if you're just on the verge of sitting down, tucking your tail under, not to exaggerate it, but just that sense of it. Up to shoulder height and then folding across the front of your chest so it's just the lower arm folds, hands come in, touch your chest, come away. Feel there's a, a bit of the right comfortable space here, not pressed in, but not strung out. And with this movement, the one of the features of it is to try to uh, keep the chest muscles relaxed and use your shoulders to widen. So as if you're pulling curtains, you know, but you're using your shoulders. Yeah. With these me- movements, it's not things like how far you go or how much you stretch or how much power you put into it, but the mixture of Relaxation and almost like an kind of effortless effortless movement, something that just comes by itself as so if we are oh, you know oh just opening something up. And this starts rather like that, and you bring your hand up, your left hand, say, to. Make a right angle around the wrist joint. Palm is flat as if there's something pushing the fingers back. We call it the bow. Imagine a, you have a, in archery, you, know, you have a sturdy U bow and it's not soft wood. You have to, it pushes against your fingers. You know? So that, so you're pushing there so you get a sense of stretch running underneath the arm that's our bow and the other fingers become a string or curl around a string as you know when you if you have a bow and arrow you want to pull the string and push the bow at the same time pushing so push the bow your arm, come, your arm comes around in a semicircle. your eyes follow it as you pull the string into your armpit Okay. Switch hands So, two fingers round the bowstring Hand pressed against this sturdy bow Flexing the knees And then pulling Coming back So the stretch out is on the out breath. Returning is on the in breath. Breathing through the nose, stretching out so that fine string of breath and the string of the bow. Stretching and as it's a whole-body movement, your legs are aware of that, and as you stretch, the legs will tend to brace into the ground. So there's no day rather than your abdomen. want you to keep your abdomen loose. And the tendency is if you stretch, you push, you, there's some kind of knotting that will happen in the upper body. And to counteract that, you take that down into your legs. So your legs push into the ground so your body is kept loose. Okay? As you push the bow, push into the ground, breathing out, breathing in. And your eyes follow. The bow hand. So, if you're taking aim, so your head is moved through the eyes. The connection of the gaze to the to the hand. So again, it's rather as if your head is being turned, rather than turning head is, the eyes are connected to the fingers And the stretch has a pleasant quality, rather like a yawn, you know, rather than a struggle. Okay, let's just let that one dissolve. Going back into standing, tucking the tail in, a feeling of lifting up through the spine into the occiput. along the abdomen back. So we don't do this kind of thing, which is a uh, leaning on your hips. You don't want to lean on your hips, pull your belly in so that the weight is carried down to the floor rather than left in this left in the hips. You want the belly to be empty and not carrying weight. connection to the ground, the soles of the feet, weight evenly spread, and particularly notice the under arch, the area that isn't touching the floor, as if that's a great open receptive area that can draw or connect energetically into the earth, so you have a tap root growing down there. the upright axis, extending that into the ground and sweeping slowly up through the body. Is there anything blocking that? Are the the knees soft? Are they open? The inner thighs, are they relaxed? Is your lower belly relaxed? So if all this is open, nothing is tensing against it, then there can be a, a slow, Subtle flow of energy up the legs into the abdomen, slowly up through the body, head, crown of the head, back of the head into space above us. You just want to check there isn't any, any tension in that area will tend to inhibit this. So you don't necessarily try to find it, but find out any place that's withholding from that, like your forehead or your fingers, even. If that, all that releases, you'll feel a certain presence, a sort of shimmering quality. Vitality slowly just lifting your lower arms if you're around about, so your hands come around about abdominal level not that high just a slight lift and inclining the palms to face the abdomen find a good a bit of space between them it's not that high it's not that much of a lift just keep it pretty low Fingers spread. See if we have a, a ball. The belly, lower belly, is extending into a ball, and you're getting your fingers. Little finger is slightly underneath it, and your your forefinger is just slightly above it. So you feel the swell of the ball in the in the hands. Mm-hmm. Palms, of the hands resting on the ball, thumb, hands resting around the ball, the curve of it. Holding it, bearing it, letting it hold you, wrapping yourself around it, these suggestions. we might be able to feel some chi some of this subtle energy present the presence in our body structure energetic structure and this is following the breathing as you're breathing out there's a certain loosening and suffusion of that through the hands Suggestion as if that ball is holding you. It's like you're in water and it's an inflatable and it's holding you. So gain that kind of subtle quality of relaxing into the ball. Not putting too much strain on the arm muscles relaxing onto the ball and the ball begins to deflate as if it's slowly shrinking drawing closer to your abdomen your hands follow that till the ball will eventually slip inside the body, and your hands rest on the abdomen, still in touch with the ball, which is now inside you. breath moving through that. So as we breathe in and out, the breath drops through that center and draws some of that energy or whatever's there through the whole body. As you breathe in, you breathe in and you draw up from that. Breathe out, you let everything drop into that. So, giving your own time, taking your own time, just relax the outer form, and it's the hands and the general outer structure. Try and touch, try and touch with, try and stay in touch with the inner quality, the breathing, the suffusion, the balance. come back to sitting. some breakfast and then some uh, chores and then we'll have a uh, next meeting at 8.45 in here.